What's up? You're listening to Fork the Product. I'm your host, Nick Casares. And I'm your other host, Zach Cohen. Fork the Product is a podcast that explores the intersection of blockchain, product, and user experience. We interview founders and builders to understand how they're approaching problems in the blockchain space. The show is brought to you in part by Polyant Labs. Nick, can you talk for a second about Polyant? Sure. Polyant is a blockchain-focused, early-stage startup incubator. We're headquartered in Phoenix, Arizona. And I say we're because in my other life, I'm the director of product for Polyant. Long story short, we help founders bring their ideas to life by providing them with early-stage funding, mentoring, and support with things like development, design, and marketing services. If you're an entrepreneur or developer and you have a vision that you'd like to discuss with Polyant, visit our website at polyant.io. That's P-O-L-Y-I-E-N-T dot I-O for more information. Great. Thanks for your support, Polyant. Now on to today's show. We apologize if the audio quality of this episode is a little bit different than what you've come to expect. The following episode was recorded live and on location at ETH Denver 2020. In this episode, we sit down with Elena Senolnikova and Natalia Ameline, co-founders of CryptoChicks, a self-financed nonprofit changing the lives of women and youth around the world through education and mentorship around blockchain and AI. Welcome back to Fork the Product, everyone. We're live here at ETH Denver 2020. And we are here with Crypto Chicks founders, Elena Sinonikova and Natalia Ameline. Thank you both for being here on the show today. Um, it's great to be in the community and be able to talk with people that are moving the ecosystem forward and are excited about the space like we are. Um, I think we'll kick off just by hearing a little bit from you each about, uh, tell us about Crypto Chicks. What is it? Uh, give us some background. So we started Crypto Chicks uh, when we realized that there is a gap and it is a big gender gap in the industry. Uh, there was not a lot of women uh, back then. And we started a little meetup group with a mind to teach girls to get them into blockchain technology. And this group happened to grow uh, globally. We started doing hackathons globally. And then we opened the Crypto Chicks Hatchery, which is the incubator for uh, ideas, hackathon ideas, but more than a hackathon that we grow into businesses. Awesome. And did you, uh, was the start in Toronto? We started in Toronto, yes. Okay, awesome. Yeah, and then how do you two know each other? Well, we know each other for a very long time. Uh, we met, um, phew. We cannot say a number of it, years. It, but very many years ago. And, <laughs> at um, the university. Yeah, we studied together at university and we studied computer science. And um, we kind of uh, uh, managed to stay connected through life and ended up even immigrating together. Okay. Magically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you both have backgrounds in engineering? Um, computer science? science, yes. Okay. So um, I guess what was the inspiration to start Crypto Chicks? Um, were you working in the industry and saw this need or were you approaching it from other industries? I was working in, um, as in a general, um, I, I was a Microsoft developer. Okay. So I, w- I was working in the tech industry. And uh, Natalia's son invented some blockchain thing that we had no idea about. And then she needed to install a wallet. And this is how it all started. We tried to figure out how to do it on the Windows machine. Wow. And her son could not help us. And <laughs> <laughs> so we had to figure it out by ourselves. Was this Bitcoin? No, that was <laughs> Ethereum. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ethereum wallet. And yeah, we figured it out together and then started digging more into technology. Um, at that moment, there was not a lot of resources where you could find information and especially how to install a wallet for two girls. 
and we decided to make it easier for other girls yeah. to get into the industry. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So it sounds like it started kind of solving your own problem and then probably expanding that out. So at what point or were there triggering events for you where you, you saw that there was this huge gender gap in, in the industry and you said we should address that specifically for the crypto world? Yeah, I think, you know, the issue is really glaring. You don't need to be, uh, you know, yeah. pointed at it, right? I think I remember we went to uh, some blockchain uh, meeting. We yeah. walked into the room and there was just two of us. Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty much was, a, you know, kind of a telling sign that uh, if unless we want to end up in the same situation as technology um, in general, Absolutely. as an industry, uh, we want to get it right from an onset and help the blockchain community to become more diverse so that it could benefit from, uh, you know, diversity, inclusion and all this from the get go, as opposed to trying to play catch up game, you know, 20 years later. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, get ahead of the problem. Yeah. And, and I'm curious, what was the exact topic of the first meetup before you even formed uh, CryptoChicks? It was an introduction to blockchain. Okay. Oh, nice. It was an introduction okay. to blockchain and cryptocurrencies. And we named the group uh, Blockchain and Cryptocurrencies for Ladies. Yeah. Awesome. What was your initial turnout like? 50 people. Oh, wow. That's, wow. that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. It was uh, ladies, you know, with canes and walkers, uh, some of them. <laughs> really? we, had to, we had to help them up the stairs. That yeah. is so cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we really, speaking of diversity, we're really trying to encourage it on all fronts. Like it's, uh, and in terms of ages and gender. So, you know, we had uh, more, we will have young girls who are obviously interested. But at one of the meetups, we had a, a couple. They were probably like, you know, mid seventies. Yeah. And they wow. were together figuring out how to, you know, we set them up on the, you know, on a bit on a Bitcoin wallet. And we had this, uh, you know, obviously fake Bitcoins and uh, they were, you know, playing, sending Bitcoin each other. You should see how excited they were. Oh, you just received Bitcoin from me. It's very good to see that yeah. it's really borderless technology, which can be accessible, not just, you know, for techies, but for really everybody. Yeah. And speaking of borderless, you know, you have really grown to be an international presence. So I would love to hear how you grew out of, you know, that Toronto meetup and scaled this organization globally. Mm -hmm. um, because we had a desire to do it. So we had a plan that was a part of the plan. Uh, some people told us that we need to focus and we need to focus on some, you know, Toronto area and something like that. But we saw it's something, if the industry at this point right now, at this level, so we need to actually approach it from different angles and the, the global angle was the way to go for us. Uh, and besides, we started going to the conferences, telling about our hackathons that we do. People reach out to us from all over the world. They send us an email and they say, we would like to open it up. Like we would like to open a CryptoChicks chapter. Right now I'm receiving about like 10 emails a day, something like that. Still, like from the people fantastic. from all over the world, when they hear it and yeah. they want to open it up, not everybody does because it's a lot of work, but we managed to, to use this uh, enthusiast on the ground to open up the chapters just on because they wanted to. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'd mm -hmm. like to hear a little bit more about um, the, I guess, what's involved in opening a chapter and what were your first steps in starting to grow the organization? Uh, so first, we, uh, of course, we have the whole process lined up for the chapter. Uh, first, the, the person that reached out to us, uh, we provide the package and say that this is, this is what you uh, will get. This is what you will need to give to us. And then it's already like maybe about 90%. There is like, oh, 
Us is too hard. Yeah, they don't even email us back, and then they say like, if if you agree with this package, then you can set up a meeting with us. So so some of them set up a meeting yeah. with us, and then we will see how it goes further. See, of course, we sign the legal agreements, and then we see how we can work together. We guide them through the steps because all start from the event and uh, also uh, building up the community. We provide them with a meetup group. Per se, because they don't have funds, we have we were able to raise some funds, so we provide them with a meetup group. Sure. They grow their uh, meetup group. Then we do the event. We provide education, some guidance for the event, and this is how it starts. And then uh, they, they they maintain this community and do the events. Right. Very cool. Yeah. For us, it's very important to have somebody on the ground uh, because you know, first of all, we're obviously interested in growing the following. Right. on the ground and they yeah. feel that people who are lo local have much better shot at uh, building this uh, connection and creating this ripple effect but also it's you know we are going to the countries and we are not necessarily familiar with culture and cultural right. sure. norms sure so for instance when we did the hackathon in pakistan uh local women were able to advise us to say you know like if we just do it for women it's not going to be uh, received well because right. culture... not, not impactful yeah yeah, yes, yeah. Not and not as, exactly not as impa impactful mm -hmm. and so we said okay you know we're open to um you know everything to uh, help the people on the ground to move the technology and develop themselves so so we had the hackathon, which was uh, what we said is that it's okay to have a man as long as he brings a woman with him. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it was truly 50-50 yeah. split of the you know people who participated, and we were very successful. In fact, you know, uh, the, this year they want to do two events already, right? So they they so much developed, and they will. And like for example, here in in North America, we find that people very reluctant for the, to pay for the education. Over there in Pakistan, we have no problem charging them like a little bit of money for the education. Yeah, so interesting. Yes. Yeah, and they really value it. And for they are really active members. So, for instance, like we're running the exploration track here, mm. and we already have teams from Pakistan registered remotely to participate. Yeah, wow, that's yeah. and they were first one to register. Yeah. Yes. I want to talk about the, the the person that you're looking for when you are opening a new chapter. Yes. Tell us more about the enthusiast and or, or the, the person who's spreading the word, what are you looking for in terms of their their background or their qualities or what makes a good sort of evangelist for the program? In essence, we're looking for entrepreneur, like with the, for this with the entrepreneurial spirit. Self-starter. Self-starter, the person who willing to grow it into his own business, right? Because that in, in essence, it's after that it becomes its, its own business and uh, we don't control it as much already so we have some guidance sure. but this is this is the idea so people can grow the chapters on on, the, on, on their own this is the um we're looking for the enthusiastic person so that's uh, and of course this person needs to have ability to go and like talk to people to organize the event to find the venue so to go pitch it to sponsors so entrepreneurial yeah. yeah. somebody yeah. who is good and you know and making connections yeah. um and maybe already have connections within industry outside the industry because in order for the chapter to be successful we're also looking for local organizations to get involved and support because we feel this way we can make it much more impactful so they need to be able to talk to potential sponsors sure. to engage you know the community business yeah. community there and is it for profit or non-profit oh, we are non-profit non non-profit okay. non yeah so uh tell us what you're you're doing for the exploration track here at ETH Denver so for exploration track where our aim is uh to uh, bring 
folks who are not necessarily um, super technically um, developed yet and um, show them that you know they can still uh, be in the industry. The idea kind of goes back to uh, what we do normally with our hackathons. We always have two tracks. One is technical track and one is business track. Mm -hmm. The business track is for people who have a great business idea applicable for the, you know, for the, industry. the blockchain, but they don't necessarily um, have coding skills. So they can have this idea. Maybe they will pair up with somebody who can code for them or maybe not. So they can just take this idea and present it. So it's, uh, the idea is similar here. We want people, to, want people to know that you don't need to be coder in order to be in an industry and to be successful and start your blockchain business. Yeah. Because it's idea that matters. You can always hire a developer, but you, if you have idea, you're passionate about it, you think it will work, um, you, know, you can succeed. Yeah, it's important to be inclusive and, and really bring people in. And, and I think that's, you know, if we're to see blockchain and cryptocurrencies actually scale out to everybody, it can't just be developers involved. Absolutely. We need cool. yeah. word of mouth from everybody. Yeah, you need pretty much anyone. That's why I would tell to our participants that, you know, I could only to be coder, you could be a finance person like myself. Uh, you could be um, designer. a designer, you can be a lawyer, everything, right? Yeah, because, sure. you know, like one of the things we've seen in blockchain industry, particularly in the early stages, that the companies will develop some application, but then it has very poor um, user experience, <laughs> yes. right? Yes, and the reason yes. why... And then a business model, yeah. non-existent business. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. yes it's, right. It's, evocation is not going to go anywhere. Non-existent yeah. is yeah. the word, yeah. yeah. And the reason for that is because they didn't engage the right, right professionals. Like the people are, you know, studying things for a reason, right? We have specialists. So these specialists, if we bring them into industry, then we can help blockchain projects to become uh, more, you know, exciting, more profitable, and uh, really help them to take off. Are you doing anything with the exploration track in terms of workshops or curriculum or resources to help people get over that hump or get over that anxiety of engaging with the? industry usually for our hackathon yes we have a whole bunch of workshops planned before the hackathon so bi-weekly we run a workshop and teaching people on about blockchain on how to do it like about the specific of uh, use cases everything everything about the blockchain and they also Here, have access to the uh, blockchain developer education so, so three four months leading up to the hackathon those people who register with us they take these courses mm -hmm. oh, yeah, okay. yeah through, through our sponsor blog geeks so they, oh, yeah, they, they have yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, they, all, yeah. they provide us. They are our educational partner, and we provide it free of charge. So yeah. it's, uh, is that really a requirement great. to participate? Do they have to go through the curriculum? If somebody is uh, already, uh, you know, familiar with um, programming and technical aspects, then obviously they don't need to. It's, sure. not, it's oh, not a requirement. Yeah. It's not a requirement. Yeah. But if somebody wants to get in to industry, wants to kind of, you know, get familiar and and play around with it, then it's beneficial for them. And we find a lot of young people get really excited about it because um, they can study their own pace, um, they log in, it's all online, so it really helps. Uh, for those people to kind of develop their skills at their own pace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And at this at it Denver in particular, this this educational aspect is addressed by Ben uh, Blockchain Educational Network. So they they brought here to it Denver a whole bunch of workshops for newbies. Yeah. And these are workshops running right now, and they will be running tomorrow. And still, these people who just learning, they will have an opportunity to apply for the our exploration track up until Sunday at eight thirty a.m. Right. So. In, in these yeah. two days, they can, you know, learn, come with an idea and then can present and even win. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. I think as somebody who 
I'm a product manager, but I don't write code. And yeah, it can be intimidating to try to even think about participating in a hackathon, particularly mm -hmm. in the highly technical space of crypto. So, but you um, will be very valuable <coughs> asset for the, uh, for the team. You know, couple of the technical absolutely. team, right? Yeah, yeah. But, absolutely. But I certainly can empathize with the many people who may be interested in, in jumping into the space and participating, but are kind of terrified of participating mm -hmm. in a hackathon for fear of looking silly or not being able to contribute. Yeah, so. and that's exactly what we're trying to address with our kind of, you know, exploration track or business track when we're on it, exactly people like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this problem we found with women as well, because majority <laughs> of the women that, at least that we worked with, they were reluctant because women, they need to be perfect. They need to know 100%. Yeah, you know this famous stat, right? That the man applies for a job if he's 70% qualified and the woman, well, like she's 100% yeah. or overqualified. Right, yeah, 120%. Yes. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. So we need to do a lot of hand-holding for these women yeah. and encourage them and provide them all the education and uh, reinforce that they can do it and they do it. Yeah. Absolutely. And they do it and they bring their little ones. And one of our hackathons was so yeah. we had a woman and six months old baby. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I saw that here in East Denver there's free, free daycare. Take care. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's fantastic. It's really important. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's very important. Um, so tell us a little bit about the future of uh, Crypto Chicks and what are you excited about Crypto Chicks and in the space more broadly? Uh, last year we opened up a new program which is called Crypto Chicks Hatchery uh, with the idea to do hackathons around the world as we do, but we take the promising idea and the persons with entrepreneurial spirit, spirit and mindset and build this idea and accelerate, accelerate them into business. Oh, awesome. right, so it's a mentorship program, yeah. but our, our program is different maybe than a majority of other incubators. Our prerequisite and then just you need to come to the hackathon and hack produce the hack. So this is the only prerequisite. And after that, you can uh, come to our hatchery. And what does incubation or acceleration look like in your program? Uh, we developed this series of milestone that keep, milestones that keep our um, uh, hatchery participants in, 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 on track. We acquired a pool of mentors. And our participants, they text in Telegram groups every day to their mentors with the um, advice. They give them advice. We also have in-person meetings. We set up scheduled in-person meetings where the whole community can come together, report on that, uh, socialize, and you know meet, meet each other and also take advice from each other. Those we have nice uh, webinars. We have regularly. workshops, okay. bi-weekly workshops with educational uh, content. And we also connect our participants to the possible founder, to the investors, and also to speaking opportunities when they can co uh, go and pitch their business and get more following and get um, funding as well. That is fantastic. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Well, it's been awesome having you here. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for the time, for, for sharing a bit about CryptoChicks with us. Where can people go to find out more? CryptoChicks.ca. CryptoChicks.ca. All right. Fantastic. Well, before we close out, uh, have you been to ETH Denver before? This is my, I, I, I've been, um, this is my third year, let's say, let's say that. Yes. Okay, and yeah. Natalia? For me, it's the first. Okay. Mm -hmm. What's your perspective on how the community's changed over the past three years? Oh, it's growing, it's getting bigger and <laughs> uh -huh. more excited. Yes, I, we yet to see because this is just the first day. But yes, everything is, it looks, this event in Denver, in my, in my opinion, this is the biggest and funnest event in the industry. Yeah. yeah, it is a lot of fun. Yes. The stage yeah. is amazing this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Natalia, for your, you know, it's your first time here, you yes. said. Uh, what are your first impressions? 
Um, I think, you know, I'm really impressed with the, the whole setup. I can only see, because we organize events ourselves, I can only see how much thought and organization went yes. into creating this monster. Yeah. You know, it's five floors. There are so many different activities, zones, childcare. I find like the whole organization of the event is uh, outstanding. And uh, it's an uh, opportunity to see so many old friends and connect, you know, meet the new ones. I think it's just... Uh, Fantastic. And lots Absolutely. of new people. We, no we notice lots of new faces, which, which is very good. Yeah. yeah. Another thing yeah. I think is, you know, you asked about what's different, right? I think it's also, I cannot say what's different particularly at this event because right. it's my first time, but uh, we go to uh, many events right. around the world. And I think what I'm particularly excited about is that we're kind of moving beyond the hype, right? So if you think back in 2017, 18, it's a lot of ICOs, a lot of projects which people are doing for no reason. Um, just because they can, right? And then uh, because somebody invented the CRC talking. Uh, but now, like those projects which were thoughtful and promising, we see them actually launching, right? And uh, I find that this is very exciting to see what's going yeah. to start coming out. And um, hopefully, you know, we'll move the universe to a better place. Yeah. Well, Elena and Natalia, thank you so much. We really enjoyed this and uh, excited to. Uh, actually see, you know, some of the tracks that you do here at East Denver. Thank you for yeah, having us. It was Enjoy. great to be here. Thank you very much. Enjoy yeah. the rest of the weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Fork the Product. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, or share this podcast with all your crypto friends. See you next time.